Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 72 of Shades of Brown. Uh, and this week, uh, we got, we've got a, f- a lot of stuff, uh, but we're going to be primarily talking about two things. We're going to be talking about video games, uh, and we're going to be talking about tech politics. So tech politics is going to be the second half, I guess, of the show. Uh, so we're going to start games first. Uh, and we're going to start games with Forza Horizon 4. Um, my game of the year, really, at this point. Uh, so, ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, it's it's November. I don't think anything else is coming out. Uh, so, well, I mean, there's a new there's a new hot mobile Diablo game coming out. I don't know. That might be game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, we we're not going to be talking about the what happened at BlizzCon uh, this weekend, really. Uh, so. That's probably another time, but um, the- I, I will just I'll just throw the Jim Sterling link in in the show notes, uh, which you can find at twoshadesbrown dot com. Just watch this video; it's it's summed up succinctly. But uh, Forza Horizon Four, though, it is the the next ex- installment in the Horizon series of Forza games, which are the more arcadey racers, and they always take place in like an open world, um, made by playhouse games playground playground games they're owned by microsoft now too right microsoft yes they are uh they are a microsoft studio uh wouldn't they have a microsoft studio for a while now i think no i thought they bought them at e3 when you remember the nazi acquisitions i thought they bought them at e3 mm -hmm. because they like bought a bunch of studios then yeah uh playground games uh they've been making the forza horizon games uh for a while i mean they are they are the forza developer right they developed the forza franchise so they Mm. developed like no 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 forza is play 10 i think or studio 10 it's the same like engine. Forza Motorsport? Yeah, Forza Motorsport is made by one, and they share the engine with the Forza Horizon folks. Oh, okay. Right? I, okay. Let me let me just double check this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I thought Playground... Turn 10, yeah. Turn 10 Turn Studios 10. makes Forza Motorsport, and Forza Horizon is made with uh made by playground right okay so there's two different studios uh that okay that make that makes sense uh, they should just share uh a common engine uh so yep. that's so yeah forza horizon 4 uh i have i put in i don't even know how many hours i have to bring up the xbox app to tell me how many how many hours i have played but uh just i basically finished the game i mean finish is a relative term because there's no like end state to these games like these are open world games modern open world games don't really you can have, never earn all the influence yeah, there's always more influence there is there is forever <laughs> more influence just like in real life uh this infinite influence uh for context um influence is how you level up in forza yes, horizon uh, it's it's a bit on the nose but i think i think that that's the thing about the game right they're really going in all in with the sort of like the humor i guess you could call it of the like the whole on the nose sort of aspect of like uh you know you're you're gaining influence while you drive sweet lambos you know like sick lambos sick and sweet lambos uh but yeah like it's it's just like extremely it's just like if you played forza horizon 3 and you like you enjoy forza horizon 3 you are going to enjoy forza horizon 4 it's just much better uh, it's po- it's more polished. There's more more things to do. Uh, there's more variety. There is uh, all sorts of like I think the car variety has increased since last time. For sh- I think I think for sh- like I can't really tell because there's a lot of cars, so it's hard to say. But the, I can like just how the game like gives out cars. There's a lot of different styles of cars. A lot of different ways of driving. Like you know, it's always like the classic. So uh, for me, when it comes to the car variety, it's that. 
the difference between Horizon 3 and Horizon 4 is that while Horizon 3 had really detailed car models and a like you could feel like they drive differently, I feel like they improved that in Horizon 4 that the like if you play with the uh, I I don't know, I only do it when I like want to look at the car, but if you play when you're in the uh camera cockpit mode, that's what it's called. It's it looks more detailed than Horizon Three. Um, the you, there's like a nicer uh, like reflections on the mirrors and stuff that like you can actually use them to look behind you, and it just like it takes all the best stuff out of Horizon Three and just improves it. Yeah, it's just iterative improvements. And uh, like as a fan of like I, I started playing with Forza Horizon Three and that was like amazing. And Forza Horizon Four just like everything about it is better. Even like the world. Uh, this is set in the in UK, right? It's set in, in at, near Edinburgh, uh, and there's also this new system that they introduced uh, in, in in four, which is the seasons. Uh, so you have rolling season changes, right? You have uh, fall, you have autumn, you have winter, you have summer, and then wait, I messed that up. Did I mess up the order? It's like summer. It's, it's, okay, so it's summer, spring, fall, winter. Oh, is it spring, summer? Spring, summer, fall, winter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And, uh, so autumn for the international listeners, I yes. guess. Um, and it is called autumn in the game, by the way. Um, so, so that, that every, I think the seasons change every seven in like real time days. Uh, so the seasons, like every season is going to affect the game in different ways, right? Like during the, for example, the most obvious one, like during the winter, uh, you're gonna need winter tires, right? For like, to make like, you don't need them, but like to make uh, like for certain cars, you basically have to put them on because otherwise you're gonna be skidding out. Like you, you're gonna be it's gonna be harder to control cars. Uh, say in during the uh, fall season, you're gonna have more like water on the roads. Like you're gonna have rain. Uh, you're gonna have stuff like that. You also also the colors change, right? Like the the whole like uh. Like, like you start, you start, it's more orange, like the color palette changes. Uh, like during the summer, it's, it's like nice and sunny. Uh, it's like the UK, uh, sort of, uh, summer, uh, vibe going on. Uh, it's, it's, it's real, like the, all the weather stuff is, is in here. Like all the weather stuff that it did in the Forza Horizon 3, uh, DLC, like the, the DLC that in, in 3 that Blizzard had Mountain. The, Blizzard Mountain, yes. Uh, that had the whole, uh, no tires Winters, yes yep. no tires thing which which they brought over but now it's basically uh you just roll you roll just keep rolling seasons right uh which is pretty cool but uh during specific seasons too there are only certain events that are available like right now it's autumn so there's a dirt rally exhibition and uh, that you can do um but that's limited for only that week that yes. autumn is around uh-huh yeah so there's like time limited events there's uh time limited like speed traps and stuff that happen uh like all sorts of stuff like it's it's pretty neat uh to have the like the weather system is really really good like i feel like they undersell it i think in a little bit because the weather system is very dynamic and it feels like it actually affects gameplay as well yes like if if it's it's snowing in game you actually need snow tires or you're just gonna skid all over the place Mm -hmm. and Uh, if it's raining you can hydroplane for better or worse oh yeah you definitely like i have i've definitely been like uh doing a race and i'm like why am i why am i like this car shouldn't be losing uh control this much and i'm like why is why am i losing control so it's because it was raining and the and the road is wet uh which affects obviously your traction 
so that's like all this stuff. Like all these systems uh, are very well done. Feels very polished. Uh, runs fantastically. Looks gorgeous. Uh, like uh, I'm running it on PC and it, it's running at a smooth 60 uh, frames per second uh, on a 1080p display. It looks looks gorgeous. Uh, if, if you have a better system, you could probably run it at a higher fidelity, uh, like maybe like 4K or 2K. Uh, I don't know what the Xbox One X is running at. Like it has modes, right? So yeah. Uh, yeah. it depends, right? So the Xbox One X has two modes, which is so Forza Horizon Three only had one mode, which is 4K 30, but the One X lets you pick between 4K 30 and 1080p 60. And um, so, objectively, the 60 frames per second mode plays better because you have tighter control over the cars. But some of the visual flourishes you get with the 4K six, 4K 30 mode rather is really nice. It so it, I think it depends, right? What I do is like if I'm because I put so I put dope anime skins on all my cars because I I have no taste and I'm a trash. Like I have a really <laughs> great McLaren, you know, that just has like anime titty all over it, and I'm not yes. sorry about it. Yes, yes. And so what I'll do is like if I'm doing like a say like I'm trying to take screenshots of it to put it on Mastodon yeah, or whatever, yeah, 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 I'll just switch yeah. over to 4K. Mm-hmm. 30 because mm-hmm. like you're, if you're doing the drone mode and you're taking a screenshot of your car you don't really need it to run at 60 for that yes also also the drone mode right i mean it was there in Forza Horizon three but in four it feels a little bit better to use uh and also like the photo mode is is also here uh and which is extremely good by the way uh it's very it's, it's pretty pretty good like a lot of open world games have like it's not a uncommon feature now so it's it's uh, but you can take some really good shots, like you can, you know, be turning a corner and like be, be like snow flying behind you and stuff like that. It's like you can do really cool uh, shots, and obviously, if you if you turn it up to four K, the cars look like the detail of the cars is uh, a lot. Like this is a lot of detail, uh, and it's even so, like the little things too, right? Because so 1080p sixty, uh, there's a digital foundry video on it. We'll probably put it in these show notes. Well, um. It, it, they estimate it's around a high, medium, high settings for the most part uh, relative to the PC build. But when you go to 4K 30, it is ultra everything on the PC version in terms of how it looks on the Xbox. And so, like, you'll get like really nice textures mapping on the streets. You know, the foliage and all that stuff looks really great. So, it's, the, the thing I love about this game is just that, like, the engine tech is just so good. Because even with Forza Motorsport 7, right, it's the same engine, that was able to run at 4K60 on the One X. And that game looks fucking amazing. Um, I know we never talked about it because mainly uh, Motorsport 7 got ruined by, like, a loot box system. And uh, we didn't bring it up. We, we we're going to pick it up. But we didn't bring it up because um, I feel like loot box discourse is very tired at this point. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, yeah, it's just not. So, but but I, I think that this engine is just really, really good at scaling and really performant. And it just shows. Also, also something you mentioned uh, about this game was the facial animations, which you don't see a lot of, right? But, uh, but whatever they have with that with their engine, the tech that they have is very very good, right? It's it's like it's and I, I like they don't need to use it, right? Because I mean, most of it it, it is it is a racing game. You're not going to be seeing like character animations, right? Uh, but whatever they have, like you know, the little character dances and like yeah, for the, the uh, uh, drivatars, the the Forza fashion mode, right? What I, which I like to call. Uh, which which is which is a thing by the way in this game where you can get uh, you can unlock uh cosmetic items for your for your driver uh and i would love to see a more 
flexible character creation, like not just a few presets, right? Uh, I would love to see a more like, I would love to see what they could like, I would imagine what their engine has, right? Probably like, just give us whatever character creator you can make out of your engine, right? And give us that because I would love to see that because that would be really cool to have, uh, I mean, really cool to have like a sort of fully realized character creator in a Forza Horizon game. <laughs> it's unnecessary. Uh, it doesn't really add to the gameplay, uh, in any way, really. Uh, but yeah. But it's nice though. It's, it's like buying houses, right? Like you can buy houses in this game and like they're just like bases, but it's like, it's, it's, see, the, the thing that's so great about this game, right, is that even though, um, Playground runs it as a, uh, Jim Sterling voice here, live services model, <laughs> I think they do it right. Yes. Because, yeah. so there are not loot boxes in this game. There no, are, no there are loot drops, but those are all earned by gameplay, right? Yes. Those, those are, are just, uh, those I don't are think you, you, they're called, um, wheel spins, and I don't think you spins. can, you, I don't think you can pay for them. No, you can't. You can't really. You and, can't pay for them. Even when it comes to the DLC, right? For Horizon 3, they had a Blizzard Mountain, and then they had a fucking Hot Wheels expansion. <laughs> oh, yes, so, like, yeah. All the DLC that Playground has made for their games has always been great. Um, and they do sell car packs individually. Uh, Which is, and, I don't think is a bad model. I think that's that's a fair model. Because you're, like, you're paying outright. You're paying like $3 for a pack of 12 cars, yeah, right? You, you get the cars. Like You don't have to spin. Or, like, it's not a loot box. Like You get the cars you want. Uh, that, I think that's not an unfair model. And, and a game where you know cars are important to it. And sometimes cars also you know, have licensing fees. If this is a thing people, people don't realize, right? Is that you know, car companies are not like, you know, they are companies. So, uh, like last, last Forza Horizon 3 didn't have Porsche cars, uh, not due to like licensing fees, but because Porsche had a long exclusivity agreement with EA, right? Uh, for a long time. Uh, this is, if people might know, people have played, uh, Need for Speed Porsche Unlimited, uh, know this, uh, know that, uh, EA for a long time has had a, an exclusivity agreement with Porsche. Uh, so the agreement expired. So Forza Horizon, the developers, like the publisher decided to, you know, license those cars. Those cars were part of an extra car pack. Uh, and it's, I think that's, it's not an unfair price to pay for that. Uh, and this time around, Porsche cars are just in the game. They're not part of any car pack. Uh, so that's fine. Uh, but yeah, car packs are, like I'm not, I don't have a problem with that business model. That's that's perfectly fine. Uh, I did and buy. You can't even like buy the best cars, right? Because you you can you can buy a fast car, but the problem is, it it's not like other games where items are sort of pay to win, right? Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you buy a fast car, you're going to race against people who also have McLarens too, right? Yes, and the game you balances. still have to be good at racing with that car. You still have to learn how to control the car. <laughs> oh, so like if you buy a fast car, you're just going to crash it. Like if if you just buy if you just think that you can drive every race with a Lambo, that's that's not gonna work. Like, oh that's yeah, not, no, 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 no. That's 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 not gonna work. This is a game where terrain is important. Like there are cross country races, obviously a big deal. Uh, those those you cannot do with supercars or hypercars, right? Like you have to custom. You have to have cars for basically a lot of different like variety. You can't just use one car all the time. That's not gonna it's not gonna work. Uh, like you can have favorite cars, but you can't just like 
expect to use one car and just be winning all the race uh yeah like the uh the mclaren that that's all animated up right like that one that car is great as soon as it goes off road it turns to absolute trash yep yep all the hypercars are absolute trash uh they can't control even even the all-wheel drive ones are uh mm-hmm. questionable so that's forza horizon 4 uh i don't do you have anything else to say before uh um i i really hope that they can top Horizon Three to DLC. Uh, yes, because I, yeah. I, I genuinely think that the Hot Wheels uh, DLC is the best DLC in any racing game ever, and I don't know how they're going to top it because I think they have two expansions packed for it so far. And um, also, Playground is doing monthly free content updates, um, yes. which is cool. So um, uh, yeah, maybe maybe like a, a Lego update. I don't know. Like, what do they do? Tonka trucks? Like, what? Ooh, what? That- how do you top Hot Wheels? You, I, I, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I did buy the Ultimate Edition, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, literally, nobody should be buying that. I mean, that's not fair. Like, nobody should be buying well, that. Is, is, I bought uh, the Ultimate Edition like, of Horizon 3, but that's because it was on sale for $40. Yeah, I did pay uh, like $140 for a video game. But no, I, I'm not going to hear any judgment <laughs> I mean, but, you could bring up a certain game that we don't need to name, and I feel so I can't. I can't make fun of you for it. I mean, to be fair, I I realize that like like uh like I'm gonna be playing this game for a long like it's it's like it's just like I'm gonna not play it regularly, but I'm gonna be playing it for a long time. Uh, and I'm also like guaranteed to be be interested in the DLC that they put out. So I was like, this is just like I'm it's the hundred bucks. Like I'm gonna be definitely be be putting 100 100 100 hours into it and that's if you if you want to do the whole hour per dollar worth which is not uh how games should be measured but uh some people do that um and even if like you beat all the races in this game right at the end of the day just driving around the map is hella fun I like no. That's that's the thing. Most of the time, I don't even do races. I just drive around and listen to podcasts. It's the perfect podcast game, by the way. It's really good. Uh, I I recommend it if you like racing games and you like to listen to podcasts. Uh, this is the game for you. Uh, well, we we want to quickly mention uh, the Game Pass. Uh, oh yeah, because um, so this game like there's Ultimate Edition, but if you have Games Pass, it has included the Games Pass subscription, and more importantly. If you you might be saying to yourself, but I game on PC. Well, um, I can't change your mind about if you like the Windows Store or not. Um, I I I, I don't even want to get into that because there's a lot of there's a lot of thoughts. But um, if you can stomach using the Windows Store instead of the hot trash known as Steam, it also is included with the Games Pass because Games Pass works on PC too for first party Microsoft games and any games that are play anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's that's pretty good for people who do do have Game Pass. Uh, I don't, but that's that's a really good you know proposition. If you if you do have an Xbox uh, One and you have a piece a Windows Ten PC uh, to game on, it's, it's some good good stuff. Uh, so next up, uh, we're gonna be talking about Call of Duty Black Ops Four. So Christian, I'm gonna let you get on it first. Uh, what are you thought? Black Ops Four. I actually haven't picked it up. I played a lot at a at a friend's house, and I have been doing nothing but watching YouTubers play it consistently because it's hella fun to watch. It's also fun to play from the matches I played, and it's like yes. so. My I so there's there, I like 
the thing about Black Ops 4 is that this is a really great game that has a really shitty business model, and because of that, I don't want, I can't give it a glowing recommendation. Because taken, taken in a vacuum as a game, it is everything I want. It is good multiplayer, consistent performance. It, the zombies mode is really cool, and Blackout is genuinely a great PUBG clone that is more performant than PUBG and uh, has better weapon tuning than PUBG, and it controls better than PUBG. It is all. All those three things are what I want from a multiplayer shooter. And I'm not even upset about the lack of a story mode. I get it. You have three multiplayer modes. You sell it as a multiplayer game and that's fine. But- yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. Yeah. I'm not really upset about it because I haven't liked a Call of Duty campaign since Call of Duty 4. Uh, like, I don't think the Call of Duty campaign, I mean, I get why people miss them because there's sort of these like blockbuster uh, movie style sort of like campaign experiences i get why people might you know enjoy those like i i respect that uh but i also respect like the decision to not have that and focus solely on the multiplayer which most people are going to be buying the game for which is you know fair uh but the problem is is that this game has a 50 dollar battle pass i yes and 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 the thing about it too right um things are only locked behind the battle pass and more importantly they're locking content that ships on the disc behind the battle pass yeah like i i, I haven't like i've been I, I bought i do have the game i do only have the base game i picked i did play uh most i did pick it up for the blackout mode like like I do occasionally like to play battle royale games. Like it's not like I it's not like a regular thing for me. I don't enjoy it like as a thing that I always play. But occasionally I just feel like you know it's it's a quick sort of like nice FPS. It's sort of it's kind of relaxing in some way because like you don't have to worry about like you know, scores or like I'm not. It's kind of stress free for me because I just you know sort of just run around. Uh, and if I die, I die. Just restart. It's fine. Uh, but. Yeah, like the business model. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, this is an Activision game at the end of the day, right? Uh, and Activision is not not great. Uh, did they have micro? They do have microtransactions, right? Like yes, they, they do. Have, they have the black market. I don't know if that's uh, out yet. But, I, I don't. Uh, um, I, think I think it's only on PS4 right now. I don't know if it's on uh, PC yet, but yeah, uh, I think it's, it's uh, so. There's cosmetics and stuff, and. I believe that they'll also be bringing like a sort of a battle pass in Fortnite style. Uh, I mean, paid I'm not, to it. yeah, I'm not surprised about that. Like that's like, that seems to be the usual monetization model for battle royale games. Like, uh, Fortnite is doing that. Uh, obviously PUBG is doing that. PUBG's ba- battle, battle pass is famously really bad value. <laughs> uh, we talked about that, I think, uh, a while back. That yep. PUBG's battle pass is, is not good. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, if you if you're not like this is a very polished like I'll say this like the the game the the blackout mode specifically uh, I don't I don't like the normal standard Call of Duty multiplayer I'm, I haven't enjoyed that in a long time, uh, but the blackout mode is solid it's it's it runs very well uh, it performs well it it looks great uh, it feels good to play it's 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 a good power royale game, uh, but yeah. Like this I can't. Like, like so, <laughs> we, this is the problem, right? Like, yeah. and you might be saying, "Oh, games are expensive to make." Blah blah blah. Okay, cool. Then pay. Then price more for the game up front. If it's not sixty dollars to sell us the game, don't sell me a sixty dollars game. Sell me a game that's eighty dollars and it includes all the content. I'm not upset about the black market as much, even though I think micro, uh, premium, you know, microtransactions in games are a little annoying. It's not as bad as loot boxes, 
But having a $50 battle pass plus the black market together, mm. I, I think that's that just particularly feels like gross. Yeah, it just and, feels like greed, yeah. And it's like, ugh, games already made like $500 million. They have yeah. recouped their investment. Um, yes, they have. Yeah. It's, it's, games it's, are expensive to make sure, but they're not that expensive. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? It's at, at a certain point, you have to just say it's just green, right? You just want more money. Like That's that's the thing. Uh, so that's, that's Black Ops 4. Uh, if you like Battle Royale games uh, of a certain style, uh, you might enjoy this. Uh, but I also understand why people might be like hesitant on buying a Call of Duty game. Uh, yeah, and also reasons. we can ignore. Um, we we can pretend like it doesn't exist. The official rap song for Call of Duty's Black Ops Four. I wait. What? No. Oh, wait, okay. You know you what? don't know about it. We don't need no, to know about it. No, I do it. not. I did not know. Uh, we this. don't need to mention it. We don't need. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. okay. I I can go on with my life not knowing there is an official Call of Duty Black Ops Four. I believe song? it's all it's all mumble rappers too. Uh, it's all SoundCloud uh, rappers. Oh no! Um, let me pull yeah. it up real quick. Oh, Black no. Ops, Black Ops for uh, <sighs> rap song. What? God. Which I forgot the name of it. I only heard it once, and that's about it. It was God. like it's like one trailer with a um that had a song about oh, it. Oh no! Oh no! The worst part about this is that when I pull it up, it just gets me all of like a custom like some YouTubers making their own Black Ops for rap song, oh. which is not what I want. <laughs> which is not what I want. <laughs> But yeah, like Call of Duty Black Ops Four. It's just it's it's honestly just more Call of Duty. Like the the, the standard multiplayer mode. Like the you know you know what's actually annoying about this game though. Like the like the actual criticism I have is that the customization is hot garbage. Like the character customization is like a big thing in like PUBG and like Fortnite, right? And the options in Black Ops Four are just like. It feels incomplete in that fashion. It like is incomplete it, because the black market uh, is where you get it all from. Oh. Oh, also, also, Lil Pump, French Montana, and Diplo. Oh, Jesus It's Christ. called Welcome to the Party. I, no. I'm, 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 I'm good. Uh, that ain't it. Uh, that's, that's not it. Uh... All right, let's just like you know move on uh, to, because I don't I don't want to like I don't imagine the the uh, the song right now in my head. Uh, you should be lucky. I'm not playing it because I can uh, pump it to your ears too. Oh no, I have I have a soundboard. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! All right, uh, the next game which I am currently playing uh, and enjoying quite a bit, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, now, since Christian is, I uh, Christian actually played no, this actually, one. No, actually, I played bit. this one. Yeah, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay, I'll, so I'll you, let you talk about the Project oh. Stream thing then. Okay, uh, so for, before we talk about the actual game, let's talk about Project Stream. So, Project Stream is a game streaming solution by Google, um, and so it only it's Chrome only um, because fuck the open web. Apparently, um, web standards don't exist. Everything's a lie. Uh, delete your web browser. I don't know. I don't know why it's Chrome only. It's probably some WebRTC stuff, honestly, and maybe like some custom WebGL stuff. Maybe what am I doing? I don't know. But it's you. What Project Stream is? It's low latency game streaming using some kind of tech that Google isn't getting into. And they partner Ubisoft, and you can get if you get accepted into Project Stream, you get a free copy of Assassin's Creed Odyssey until January of next year. And this is running on some server somewhere, and I believe it's running on like PC Ultra settings. So I, before we let's actually talk about the two kinds of game streaming because I know we've mentioned it slightly, and since Microsoft announced the X Cloud stuff a while back, so there's there's two models, right? 
Microsoft acquired some companies to uh, that, that did two important things. One company they acquired for game streaming, I forget the name of them, but what they did is that they would render a very low poly count version of the game locally and then paint over that with the textures from the video feed, right? And and you would you do that because latency is what kills game streaming. When you detect latency that's that's higher than say the input lag from a, a Bluetooth controller, it feels weird and it doesn't feel tight, and it, and it's and you like you're at a, d- a disadvantage, especially for competitive games. And so, if you're doing it where you're rendering a very low poly count version of the game, that means you're capturing the input. Um, on the local on on the client side which means that reduces latency since you're not sending the um you're not sending say like oh you push up on the controller you're not sending that to the server what you're sending i believe would just be uh an updated coordinate map right of where mm-hmm. everything is positionally in the game space um and so you, you just paint that with textures and that also means that if say you're you get packet loss and you know the textures get a little blurry because the connection drops especially if you're on wi-fi in theory that means that you should not feel like the game starts jittering or stuttering because it, it's catching up because of lost frames from the video feed um the the textures might get blurry for a second right but at the very least you still should be able to move around in the game world without it you know looking terrible so it's still not as good as running it locally and the second company that microsoft acquired is one that renders out every three frames of a uh of so locally you're rendering out every three frames and then the rest is filled in by the server mm-hmm. which um so i tried looking these up actually because i knew we were going to talk about it and the most i could find is a reddit post about that <laughs> um and I, I i i i tried looking closer to see but uh it seemed pretty vetted on that reddit post so i don't know uh, if it is incorrect, you know, I will I will issue a correction. But just fair warning, my source of knowledge for this is mostly Reddit um, and some like Windows Central articles that really didn't confirm anything else other than what the Reddit post was saying. So uh, just take that for a grain of salt. But at the very least, that seems like a feasible way to do it, right? Like, I don't think that that's like a completely unrealistic way of rendering these games. And because it... it it's because what, the problem with Project Stream, right, is when you're playing it, it works fine until the connection drops or you get stutter, high ping, packet loss, anything like that. Um, I believe Google says you need to maintain a 20 megabit connection. Yes, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's the 20 megabits you need for it. And let's see what else. You probably need a minimum latency too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to see where the minimum latency is at because if I go to the web page, it should tell me right here. Yep, 25 megabits per second and let us know it's not going to tell me anything else thanks google um but anyway so it was as long as you have that you should be fine to play it and you know what it plays really well like whatever google is doing to keep to make um input latency low on a good connection it works great especially over ethernet over ethernet i had no problems playing it but as soon as i went to wi-fi it would be 10 minutes of good gameplay and then it just drops yeah and it gets really shitty and you know what it's actually kind of acceptable for Assassin's Creed, yes. because the uh, game um it isn't super high precision, right? It's not like a twitch shooter. No, but no. but the problem being is that I imagine over like say a Wi-Fi six router, right, and even not like a, a full on fiber connection, but at least a modern connection that's like a hundred hundred, right, or a hundred fifty, you know. And uh, although I during peak hours it might it might not be the best, but like if if everyone had fiber and you know, uh, 
Wi-Fi 6 or AC is it known now or AD, whatever the newest one is. Wi-Fi names have gotten terrible, but that it should probably be great. But we don't live in a world where that's the case. And most ISPs are still giving you N routers that are like single antenna. Um, so that's that's not the world we live in. Mm-hmm. And it's... And Wi-Fi is 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 a uh, mixed bag to say the least. In because obviously radio waves in different environments it's not ideal, right? Like if you live in a, a small apartment, it's going to be different. If you live in a house, if you live in uh, although actually I imagine too, right? If you're using like say those Eros, you know that that are repeaters. If you're connected to a node and not the main hub, would that increase latency? Um, not much because not much if it's if the if the Various Eero nodes are backhauled using Ethernet, right? Uh, if the various Eero nodes are backhauled, no, those are using- not back. Those don't use Ethernet. Eros are all wirelessly. Oh, that might add some. They wirelessly yeah. connect yes, to each other. That, I know there's that, some there's some meshes that you can do uh, via you know Ethernet, but there's other. But if you're doing, I believe the Eero and all of especially the Google Wi-Fi too, that one as well also is just wireless nodes talking to each other. Yeah, so if you're if if you're using wireless uh, only, that might be additional latency or latency variation depending on spectrum. Uh, how much interference? You know, uh, radio waves are a fun topic. Uh, Wi-Fi is hard to do well. Uh, it's, it's, it's easy to do okay, but it's really hard to do well. It depends on the environment, right? Uh, which is why there are people who, who, what they do is to design Wi-Fi networks for a living because it's like a whole thing by itself, right? Because it's, it's so many things. Uh, so that's Project Stream. Uh, but the uh, game, though, <laughs> the so, game. So, all right, uh, uh, let's let's get into it. Uh, so, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Sort of, let me sort of basic introduction is that uh, it's set in ancient Greece. Uh, you can play as either Alexios or Cassandra. Uh, I recommend you play as Cassandra because Cassandra is obviously, honestly, the best, better character to play as. Uh, so the game, uh, it's it is like an iterative uh, iteration on the last Assassin's Creed game, which was Origins, right? Uh, Origins introduced sort of like a more RPG style uh, of of gameplay, right? You have like weapon levels and like armor levels and like s- skill trees and like all this stuff, like all RPG mechanics, right? Like if you know what I, if you, if you play RPGs, you know what I'm talking about, right? You need a character character sort of like the leveling up system you know stuff like that uh like enemies have certain levels as well right uh just uh Odyssey just takes that to like a different level uh like it's just it went full in with the rpg stuff so it's just more of that and it is they also introduced uh what for the first time in assassin's creed game a conversation sort of tree system like like mass effect uh, you know how in Mass Effect you have like conversation choices, like you know, you, you you can be a dick, you can you know choose to lie or something, you can you know have options. Uh, so that's in there. Uh, so you have that. So it, it's gone that way, uh, which which uh, which some people took uh, issue with because it sort of removes like the sort of more directed storytelling method of uh, previous Assassin's Creed games, right? More cutscene based uh, storytelling. Uh, instead of dialogue choices uh but i don't mind i actually enjoy it uh, because it leads to some very funny like there are some interesting dialogue uh in this game some of it is 
a little bit badly written uh, or a little bit awkwardly written, uh, I'd say. Uh, some of it is very funny, uh, unintentionally or intentionally. Uh, some of it, some of it is also has a problem with Mass Effect is the option on the screen says something, but the character says something completely from what you thought they would say, right? Like you, you choose an option where it's like, oh yeah, I don't want to do, like you see, pick an option, say, uh, I don't want to do that. And your character is just like extremely rude and it's like insults the other person. I'm like, I didn't want to do that. I, I didn't want to insult the other person. That's not what I wanted to do. Uh, like that's, that's there. That's like a classic sort of problem with this sort of mechanic. Uh, so that, that's, that's a thing. Uh, but otherwise, like the world is very interesting. Inter- ancient Greece is, is, is beautiful. Uh, I just got to the city of Athens, which is gorgeous. Uh, the game is like very, very pretty. Uh, and Cassandra is, a buff mercenary lady, which, you know, is very good. Uh, also, uh, speaking of Mass Effect, uh, r- like, romance, or rather, uh, romance is putting it a bit uh, too complicated. Cassandra just, like, has, like, an option where it's, like, a heart, but it's just basically, like, do you want to fuck? It's, that's basically <laughs> it. Like, honestly, like, I'm not even gonna lie, like, that is basically it. Like, you just have this option where it is, it's a heart, but it should be, like, I don't know, like, an apple emoji or something. A peach emoji, rather. Uh, because, because honestly, Cassandra, like, she doesn't, like, there's no, like, like, she doesn't have a preference, like, there's no preference. Like, you can, you can just, you just fuck everybody uh, that has that, like, option. You can pursue it, rather. Uh, whether you succeed or not, it's dependent on what choices you make. Uh, so, yeah, like, Cassandra can just, like, go around, just, you know, fucking everybody. It's fine. Uh, nobody plays an eye. It's all good. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's so, like, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's good. It's a pretty good game. Uh, like, there are complaints to be had, obviously. There are, there are sort of related to what we mentioned in Call of Duty. Uh, Ubisoft's monetization methods are questionable, uh, or bad. Uh, the, basically the same system that they used in Origins is, is returned. Uh, there's also the matter of that they made the game, like, uh, there's like a you can get you can buy what is like a you can buy boost, an XP but like a fifty percent XP buff XP, right at, not even just XP uh, it also gives you more money like in game money uh, which just breaks the game right because uh, so actually so here's my take on that um, because so Project Stream gives you ten dollars of in game currency to do whatever you want with I bought the boost and. Like I'm trying to imagine playing the game without that boost, and it just sounds like a whole fuck ton of grinding. Actually, it's uh, actually not really. Uh, the thing is, this is this is deceptive. Uh, th- this was talked about on the Jim Jim Parquisition episode. Uh, I think a couple episodes ago. Um, initially, when you first start the game, the grind like the uh, the the XP boost like seems very tempting, right? Because of the speed which you gain XP, seems like it's going to be a grind. But as as start as soon as you start leveling up more without the XP boost, you realize that w- if you do get the XP boost, you're going to be over leveled before you even get to the end of like even close to the end of the game, right? So you're going to be massively over leveled, and you're just going to be like every and en- like enemies are going to be on like basically lower uh, lower closer level to you so it's going to be like boring combat right it's going to be like easy combat like you're going to basically fuck up the game so it's not great so don't like uh if if you're getting this uh what i would recommend is do the side quests 
the side quests will give you enough XP to where you don't feel like you're grinding. And I don't think uh, people say like, well, I just want to do the main quest. And I don't think this is the game for you. If you want, just want to do the main quest, this is not a game where you just do the main quest and you're going to succeed. Uh, uh, you, you want to do the side quests because a lot of the side quests are honestly pretty damn interesting and pretty, pretty good. Actually. Uh, they're quite well done. Uh, some of them are just obviously just fetch quests, right? Like just like very complicated fetch quests, but fetch quests nonetheless. Uh, but I do recommend doing the side quests. If you're gonna, if you're playing this game without the boost, uh, I would recommend playing it without the boost, by the way, uh, and doing the side quests and playing it that way. Uh, otherwise, I, I don't really have complaints. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, also, Christian had, uh, had a thing. Okay, uh, um, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, this is related to the so, firstly, monetization. Um, we'll talk about monetization, and I'll just go on about what I think about the game, since I have played a bunch of it. So, fuck Tostino's Pizza Rolls, and if anyone wants to tell me I'm pronouncing it wrong, I don't give a shit. It's Tostino's. Um, it's my neighbor Tostino's, and that's all that oh, matters. God. Oh, God. Uh, Tostino's just had a thing where you get, like, some in-game currency or an XP buff. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, I don't, be, I don't know the It was some, time. like, mar- cross, you know, cross-brand marketing strategy. Um, <laughs> and so that's, I just wanted to point out that. Uh, but in terms of what I think about the game, this game does not suffer from the same problem I had with The Witcher 3. Ooh. So, The Witcher 3... And I'm, we'll talk. We'll get more into like this problem with the next game we talk about. But The Witcher mm-hmm. Three had a problem of they made the controls too lifelike, so it felt sluggish to play. Right? Oh, so, okay. That's an interesting. Okay. Because mm-hmm. what, what what some game developers like to do is that they make character model interactions and how you control your character. They make it sort of like how real people move, right? Where like mm-hmm. if you do like a quick turn, you're going to walk a couple steps around and you're going to like sort of catch your yeah. balance and then do the turn. Mm-hmm. This game doesn't really suffer from that problem. No, it does, does, if I it does want, not. if I'm running yeah. straight and I want to turn right, I will just turn right. Yeah, and that might not be as hashtag immersive or realistic I'm or not whatever. Playing this but realism. no, it makes it so much more fun to play. This is my problem. The Witcher Three is fun to play, but the combat system and moving Geralt around it was just—I get bored of it. It's sluggish. I, it doesn't feel mm, good, and I never enjoyed actually, it. Yeah, I mean, uh, like Witcher Three is is, is uh, like I love I love the game, but I didn't love it for its mechanical uh quality right like a lot of mechanical quality in witcher 3 was honestly a bit lacking uh like the combat system as you mentioned i did play it on easy because i don't like the combat system uh, i never liked the combat system in the witcher games uh and i didn't like yeah Geralt moves like that's he moves like a good. person and, and I, don't, he, I don't want to move like a person i want to move like a I video don't. game character yeah i want to do like some dope action moves and, and he can't he can't can barely jump either it's it's really weird and, and then the horses like, are so bad to drive like roach oh my god i i hate riding roach horses is bad yeah Ro- roach is extremely bad to drive and oh, okay horses in assassin's creed odyssey uh are pretty fun to be honest i i love i love riding out on horses uh they're pretty fun to uh, ride around in uh, you're gonna need to use horses because it's a it's a big game. But also, though, um, and this is gonna make you happy. This is the first Assassin's Creed game I played in a long time that I've been actually been enjoying. Oh, that's that's like that's this good. is a like, this is this hear. is a fun game to play. I don't know what I don't mm. know what's different about it, right? Because I haven't. I mean, like, it's different. It's 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 very re- different from the 
previous games that you have tried, right? Mm-hmm. It's extremely different. Because the games yeah. I, I stopped playing after the Ezio trilogy kind of fell off, right? Like, those are the games I played. And then, like, I played a little bit of Black Flag, but that one, I don't know. I just, it, it was like how the, the the character movement was just so sluggish. I just couldn't, I just couldn't down with it. Yes, uh, Black Flag, yeah, Black Flag had some weird, uh, it was sort of like the Assassin's Creed 3 era of movement, which was kind of very heavy and, like, sort of, sort of, clunky right sort of it felt like you you're moving through molasses it felt weird um yeah that was not a great period for ubisoft uh ubisoft black like black flag was a fun game with the, because of the ship combat but like the uh basic sort of like assassin movement combat uh, was was not was not great uh but yeah this is a very different game from those uh those games I still don't know uh, what the fuck's going on in the story, but I'm okay I, with it. I mean, you don't have to really care at this point. Like, honestly, Ubisoft barely cares about I mean, like, the I thought, like, story. Wasn't the world going to end, but then it didn't end because JK, LOL, we couldn't make more money off of our Tostinos. So they, uh, <laughs> so they, they like backed uh, out of that ending. Yeah. I mean, I could, I would, I could go, I could go into the whole thing about this, but honestly, like, I don't, I don't want to, I, I, I basically forgotten a lot of the, "Quote unquote lore," of and like Creed. I, I read like a Wikipedia Assassin's Creed Wikipedia article, and now aren't we just like using the terminus by Ezio's blood, not Ezio De- Devin's blood, whatever that dude's name is? Mm-hmm. And now we're going living. It's like some. It's I don't understand it at this point. Okay, okay. It's, it didn't it's like lore and, and is even bad. better. Right? Didn't even like. Well, isn't one of the games now that like they turned the whole Templar thing into like it's a games company and they're using like VR stuff to get into the yep. past? Yep. Yep. Uh, it is a whole thing, and so some of it feels like uh, Ubisoft just joking around uh, with the with the concept. Uh, but yeah, the real world stuff has not been important since the Ezio trilogy really ended. To be honest, uh, Ezio trilogy marked the end of like the good stuff in the real world uh, so what are they like doing then what's the point of the story of the games like, <sighs> you, you get like why even have the real world story why not just make a game about what happened in the past like i mean but then again is there going to be a conclusion because you're just fighting the templars all you do you keep fighting the templars every time yes. um it's just there at this point as fan service honestly at this point it's just there for the people who have been here since the first game like me uh who so basically right like the the real world story in assassin's creed is like the beach episode of an anime yeah pretty much man at this point it's just it's just fan service honestly it's not anything like it's trying to be deep it's like fake deep right it's like it has all this like uh all these letters and recordings and it's like these it's like uh what's that dude's name david page the French yeah. dude. It's like a David uh, Page game. David Cage. <laughs> David uh, Cage. There we go. K- David Cage. Uh, but yeah, like all, it's, it's trying to be like all this. Like it's trying to be like this mysterious thing, but it's really like there's no depth to it. Really, like it's, there's nothing there because it nothing. It, it never comes to any sort of conclusion or any sort of like definitive like story beats or anything. Like it's just basically it's not. It's not basically just ignore that. Honestly, uh, if you just getting into Assassin's Creed, just you know, just. just just enjoy the fake mysterious mysterious stuff because that's all you're gonna get. Uh, it's just a little bit of fan service for the people who still care about the real world story and are very desperate for it. Uh, so, like four people on Reddit. <laughs> the Assassin's Creed subreddit is is it's it's a thing. Um, people are some people are really into it. Some people are not. Some people are newer to the series, obviously, and don't care about the real world story. Only care about the historical stuff. It's like a sort of like a partisan sort of issue, you know. But I don't see it as a partisan issue, to be honest. I think it's just I think just Ubisoft's priorities have changed. Uh, 
Well, yeah. And I mean, they took the budget from focusing on the real world to make microtransactions, yes. you know? Yep. Yep. That's, 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 that's it. Just, we are going to always bring it around to, uh, monetization because at the end of the day, uh, these are triple A, triple A studios, right? Uh, here to make as much money as possible. Uh, Speaking of making as much money as possible, uh, the next game, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, that was a good segue, I think. Ooh. So uh, I feel like with this, let's let's actually let's talk about the game real quick, and then we can go into the stuff we actually want to talk about. So, Red Dead Redemption Two is a follow up to Red Dead, which is a what's a what's well, like it's a second game, right? So follow up to Red Dead Redemption One, but technically it's a prequel. Red Dead Redemption One, I played a little bit of it via the backwards compatibility stuff. Um, <laughs> I never played it. I have not like actually gotten into a Rockstar game since Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. That is like the last time I really got into a Rockstar game. Mm, I've never played fair. GTA 4. I have not played GTA 5. Um, mm, you can skip GTA 5, honestly. Honestly, you can just skip it. Um, uh, it's not good. Like This is probably a uh, an old, very old discourse at this point, but I always preferred the old style of Rockstar games. Right? Like I think Vice City stories and Liberty City stories were really, like, those are the best GTA games. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Vice City, uh, like, San Andreas. Especially, like, the PSP ports. Those were, like, the best ones. Yep. Uh, I would agree with that. Like, uh, GTA 4, I think the story was all right, actually. And uh, some of the expanded content was also pretty good. But the, the game mechanically was very rough, uh, to play. Uh, so, like, yeah, like, Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, massively, like, massive hype cycle over this, obviously. Uh, Red Dead Redemption was sort of like a, it's, you know, it's a rock star game. So it's like the hype, you know, the hype is going to be through the fucking roof. Uh, and the game comes out, uh, game came out, uh, what is it? Game is. And the game looks beautiful. It came out like a week ago, right? I think a week or a half ago. But like, let's, let's just say it right now, this game meets like on an Xbox One S, X, it meets like consistent 4K 30 all the time and looks which amazing is, while doing impressive. it. It is impressive for the Xbox One X, to be honest. Uh, uh, this game is a pretty like it's a it's a very good game. Like that's like the thing. It's a very good. Uh, there's a lot of detail. There's a lot of realism. Um, some of it is unnecessary and bad, but uh, it's it's still a very good game with a lot of you know quality. It's, it's a quality open world game, uh, and that's that's fine. It's all fine, but. Uh, like, what's the cost? Uh, what's the cost of bringing a game like this, right? Uh, the, the, the the game that has had such a long development cycle, right? Like, how how long was was it in development for? Like seven years? Was it, was it seven years? I'm not sure because it it, it did have a fairly long cycle uh, of development, but I don't know how long it took. But a long development cycle. Uh, and it's and it's a rockstar game, so expectation expectations are always extremely high, right? Uh, people people do love their rockstar games. It's it's something that it's uh, people have these like people have the sort of weird like sort of expectations of rockstar. Uh, and what does rockstar do here? Uh, so the, the topic we're trying to allude to uh, recently, there was uh, an interview. They published in- a feature on it. Feature on who, by the way? The, no, that's on the whole names? game. That was on the whole game, and they interviewed people at Rockstar. And so, um, no, no, I'm trying to say what started this whole like the thing we're trying to talk about. There was like an the origin New York feature. Point. 
No, that was it. That was the feature. In the okay. feature, he Rockstar uh, co-founder Dan Hauser yes, described right. the workload uh, as uh, everyone's working hundred-hour weeks. Right. Um, so that was the sort of the starting point for this uh, sort of like the the spark, uh, as it were. Uh, like Dan Hauser, the Hauser brothers, right? Uh, like that comp that that whole piece, by the way, is very badly written. Right? Uh, from a journalistic point of view, right? Uh, from a journalistic point of view, that, that, like, the, the author of that article is just, like, extremely, like, it's like a child in Disneyland. Like, they're just, like, you know, like, they're extremely amazed and, like, uh, just not asking, like, any sort of follow, like, follow up questions, like, 100 hour, okay, Dan Hauser says 100 hour work week, right? Like, hold up like just stop right there right like dude what 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 are you trying to say like uh, like what does what does a hundred hour work week mean who do, who who works hundred hour work weeks uh how often do they work hundred hour work weeks so like for for example there is 168 hours in a work week or in a week i mean a seven day seven days that's 168 hours uh so that means there are 68 day uh, hours free that they're not working divide that by seven these folks are getting about 10 hours, 9 points, 10 hours, I'm going to round up, 10 hours of not working time per day. Which means that they barely get to sleep, right? Right? You know, you realize that. That means 14-hour workdays. That's like, I, mm, like, even like 40 hours, like the stand, the quote-unquote standard 40-hour work week, right? Five, like, five days a week, eight hours a day, right? That also feels like a lot. But, like, anything more than that is just like man how how do you even like you just forget like the the hour amount like how does it one person that person physically uh like endure that sort of uh work, um right? a lot of red bull a lot of sadness and everyone being pissy and mad and cranky at each other like genuinely it's how it works you, people don't work like that you like even even the 40 hour work week there's it's like so we have a 40 hour work week because of a very well in the States because of a very, uh, uh, a unions and B folks in the twenties, I believe doing labor laws because companies would just work you and children and everyone to the bone. If you say got hurt at the factory, they would just fire you and there was no legal repercussions for them doing that. And then in the twenties and thirties, we had a lot of labor laws passed because we realized that people losing their limbs and kids working all day instead of maybe going to school wasn't the best option because, you know, capitalism's kind of shitty. Um, but now come forward to 2018, we have people who are not doing physical labor. They're doing mental labor, like working on a computer all day, right? Like they're not, they're not, like, no, it's not physically like moving physical, things, right? but it's still labor. It's, it's like, still it labor. Is, That's the thing though, right? Labor, but yeah. because it's not physical labor under our current frameworks, we don't see it as strenuous as it even though staring at a computer screen for uh 10 14 hours a day is not good for you staring um, at a computer screen for eight hours a day is also and, and, and sitting like kind of hunched over you know programming or drawing or whatever you're doing at your job is not good for you and there are costs associated with that and that's and game developers don't like to think of it like that like uh i remember it was during like the whole voice actors uh yeah, earlier. Yeah, SAG yeah. After. That was early in the year. Game developers like, why would why should voice actors be more than us? And it's like, well, because you don't 
you accept the shitty conditions that you're given and you don't want to unionize, right? And the companies are going to abuse you unless you put your foot down and start a union or, 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 yeah, like, or the union, walk out. The union stuff, yeah. Uh, so that I'm like, we're going to be linking to a very good long form uh, investigative piece by uh, the good Jason Skrish. How do you say his last name, by the way? Schreier, right? Uh, Let me, it is Schreier. Schreier, yes, uh, Jason Schreier uh, at Kotagu. Uh, the, the article is titled Inside Rockstar Games Culture of Crunch. I recommend everybody who plays video games, uh, even not, not just, not even just people who play video games, people just who want to like understand what is going on. Uh, just read this. Like, there is, there's a lot here. There's a lot to read. A lot of interviews, right? Uh, with various people. Uh, the one thing that stood out to me was, was, uh, employees talking about, uh, a culture of fear, right? Uh, sort of like a cultural problem. Like, sort of like this employees talking about how they would, like, get, get dirty looks if they left at the end of the, you know, like a standard nine to five work like work day right like they would leave like at 5 p.m right if they left at 5 p.m they would get like like their co-workers would be like you know like judging them for that um they would feel like they they were pressured like they they, this culture created this sort of like thing where the people felt like they had to work all these hours because their co-workers would judge them for it or their bosses would like judge them for it or like stuff like that. That's that's a cultural problem. Right. Uh, uh, there's like, yeah. And there's like all these different experiences. Like it's like some, some studios were better than others. Right. Like the Lincoln's like the worst of it was at the, uh, Lincoln in in the UK. Right. Uh, where they have their QA teams. And if you know anything about game development, you know that QA is always treated, uh, like trash. Uh, and they get the, like, they have the worst hours. They get paid, uh, a lot less. Uh, the, they have to work all these hours, like ridiculous hours, right? And they're basically like sitting at their, uh, desk, most of it, right? And it's like, it's not, it's not great. Uh, it, it's, it's a job where you, you, play video games for a living, but it's actually just kind of miserable, right? Um, so it's like that, like the Lincoln Studio, would they would be like, uh, people would just get overtime in their schedules, which is ridiculous, right? Like if you think about that, like if you think about that concept, like you just, like the point of overtime is it's, you know, overtime, you don't, it's not in your schedule, right? You, if you decide, if you want to or decide or need to work more than that, you get paid overtime. It's, and uh, especially if these QA folks are seen as contractors and not full-time employees, you can work overtime, but how much you get more overtime and what benefits you are given because of the hours you're working for are not always the same benefits as someone who's hired on as a quote-unquote full-time employee. Um, and that's a lot of the problem. Like, say, like, example, like, back when I was, like, 18 and working at McDonald's, right? Like, I worked 40 hours a week over there, but because I was still seen as a part-time employee, uh, because I wasn't consistently hitting that 40, they'd make it, like, 39.5 or whatever, I was not eligible to get benefits. And um, some states are better than others, because a lot of labor laws now vary by state. Um, Say, if you're in Florida, right, like, there's it's a right-to-work state, so if you're boss walks in one day and says i don't like you i'm going to fire you with no severance you really don't have any repercussions for that and california has some laws that are a little different from it and a little more helpful towards employees massachusetts as well as another state that has laws like that but it's such a fucking mess and yeah and it's it's like 
these game developers, you, you don't have to do it. If you're thinking to yourself, wow, I need overtime just so I can pay bills. You should be probably be making more money. That's the solution to that. The solution <laughs> to that isn't taking more hours on and working hundred hour work weeks. The solution no. to that is, um, I mean, if you're in Florida, you're fucked because unions will never fly here because of the state labor laws. If you're in California though, bruh, start a union. Like there are, there are most, ga- I, I feel like there's a lot of game development studios that are in states and places where you can start unions and it won't be the end of the world in terms of no, your own. Uh, but I, I mean, mean, it's, you probably get like, it's, it's the problem too. It's like, there's such a like union, such like a nasty word nowadays, but it's like, I, yeah, hundred yeah. hour work weeks and voice Bruh. actors are making more money than you. It's not the voice actor's fault, fam. No, it's not. It's, it's not the voice actor's fault. It's, it's your boss's fault for paying you shit and no one complaining about it and everyone just accepting it as it as that's how it has to be. As and, the status quo, right? As just people just accept it. Like people, like, there's also a lot of that in this article. A lot of uh, sort of acceptance of it. Like a lot of sort of like a like shrug. That's good. That's just how like game development is. Like that's even the Housers, right? Uh they just like say that, like they don't even like hesitate to say it. Like they just say it as sort of like the like it's just a thing that you have to do to make these games. And like here's here's the thing, especially anyone who's listening who's a programmer. Guess what? Programming is not a skill that people can just hire for. This isn't something that you just go out on the street and you can just get a bunch of applicants who are qualified to work for your studio. So if y'all literally walked out to protest crunch, the company has a problem because they can't fire the whole workforce and replace you in the snap of a finger, right? Yeah. yeah like yeah. this this is skilled labor. This is yeah. something that not everyone everyone has the skill, especially and the experience to work as a game developer. So if they staged walkouts like uh we'll talk about later, right, with another yeah. company. Yeah. It would be fine for the employees because I doubt that Rockstar would want to fire their entire workforce because you then have to replace your entire workforce. Yes. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like trying to get game developers to unite on this is is actually very difficult. Uh because a lot of this a lot of, of a lot a lot of times like to get like fight for your rights, you have to believe in it, right? You have to believe that you do deserve uh, a good work environment. You do believe that the status quo should change, right, from what it is currently, right? Like if you if you think everything is fine and you accept it, then it's going to be really really hard <laughs> to get uh get sort of sort of like a union thing going, right? It's like that's those those don't come out of nowhere. Like there has to be the desire, the culture has to like it's slowly becoming. I think I think slow it's very slowly really. Uh, like we started slowly. Like there's there's a there's there's the lady. I'm trying to remember her name. There's a project uh, headed up by a lady who's trying to. I think it's called Game Workers Unite, right? Uh, I think is trying to like you know get a game game union thing going, which is which is what should be happening. Yes, it's Game uh, Workers Unite. Uh, it's yeah. supposed to be a it's a union for game workers and it is ran by give me one second and i'll pull up i will also yeah i believe i, I, I believe yeah. she has a patron as well yes she does yeah can so we like, will, put that uh, in there i think we should probably put that in there uh because i think that's important uh to mention uh, is that people are working towards it right it's going to be a, a, a very uphill battle for sure uh and we are only at the beginning here really uh but it's it needs to change like we can't this is not sustainable <laughs> i don't know if this is like this this is like the cost is, is way too high right uh 
it's it's not good. So I recommend people read the Jason Schreier piece. Uh, I recommend people think about what that means. And okay, her her name is Emma Kinema. I hope I pronounced that right. Well, a patron is going to be in the show notes. Yeah. Um, uh, and once again, I apologize for probably butchering the last name butchering on that. The name. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, people are working on it. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a lot to think about. I think a lot of people want, uh, a lot of, I guess, the game playing art, like the, the, I don't like the word gamers. It's just, uh, I don't like it. But, like, people who play games, like, a lot of times we don't like to think about, like, like, especially, like, you know, the politics of it, right? Like, the labor, uh, aspect of it, the, uh, the sort of, like what people are the people who make the games right uh stuff like that uh so i recommend people you know check out the uh, game workers unite uh take a look at the patreon take a look at the website uh like be like like if if, like if you're a game player and not a game developer uh i think it 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 behooves us as as sort of like a like demographic to be educated on it like it's now we should know better uh, we should demand better of 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 these companies, right? We should be demanding that uh, game developers be paid better, uh, paid equ- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like think of it like this. Okay, so here's 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 what I see happening, right? You have Game Workers Unite, you have game unions popping up. They fight for developers to not have to do crunch and for developers to get paid higher wages. And then, you know, I feel like that ripple effect will also start attacking other bad practices in an industry, right? Because once you have a union set up that's making demands and has control over some of the the bosses, right? They can also be like, hey, we don't want to work on games that have loot boxes. Or if we work on a game that has loot boxes, we want a percentage of lo- royalties from those loot boxes. Oh, that's... You're, now you're thinking uh, in, the, in the future. Uh, that's that's the thing. Uh, like, yeah, the unions open up uh, possibilities that, honestly... I'm not saying that Jeff Kaplan from the Overwatch team is going to be a target of a union one day, but we'll never know. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it's a joke. Yeah, that was a joke. That was. A I joke. mean, yeah, it's, it's, that's it's, a joke. But like, it's unions the people at do who up. sit in the in the back rooms. Yeah, like unions do open up like possibilities that game game developers would love to have. Like the whole sag after thing, just like like is a good example, right? Like the whole sag after thing, like game developers were resentful of it because they were like, wait, why do we? Why do we not get that? Like, why is that not happening to us? Why can't we do that? I mean, bro, you can't do that. You're just choosing not to, right? Uh, so it's like, get involved, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so that's, that's the Red Dead Redemption 2 sort of story. Uh, we also had another story. This happened earlier, uh, just before this, uh, uh, was that Telltale Games, the developers of like, Famous, uh, famous games like the Walking Dead games, right? Uh, yeah, Walking Dead, Wolf Among Us. They're really good. Is a really good adventure studio. Yeah, like yeah, adventure studio. Uh, like they make they have a unique signature style, right? Uh, making these games, um, they laid off most of their staff without severance, right? Uh, and they prepared to shut down completely. Right. Basically, what happened with Telltale is that they had a last-minute funding deal that failed, so they fired everyone with no severance, with uh, health insurance ending. I think it was in like two days after their uh, announced firing. And uh, two things: a, it's probably illegal. Like, I no lawyer here. Full disclaimer: 
But in California, I, I that's probably illegal to do, and they're probably going to get fucked over for that. But since the company went under, I don't know if there's going to be any yeah, sort of money, any money, uh, any money yeah, to pay the, the people. But yeah, exactly. The only people who are going to make money from their lawyers. But the issue with this happening is that um, there are a lot of gamers out there who were like, "Oh, we want the story to finish at all costs," and a lot of the narrative was being shifted towards what will happen to the last season of The Walking Dead, rather than, um, "Hey, we'll." Uh, Jane and Bob from Telltale be able to feed their kids tonight because they they have no more money coming in. Yeah, like honestly, like I like I understand people are invested in this in this game series, but really, bro, like really, really. And then also too, uh, the Skybound Games did make a deal to finish the final season of the game, uh, but they're not going to pay the workers. So who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm yeah. <sighs> this does happen just before the Rockstar thing, by the way. This is the so this is the thing. Like, there's been a wave of like sort of um, labor related stories related to video games, right? Uh, this layoff, uh, the Rockstar thing, and I think the conversation needs to keep happening. I think this is the thing. Like, we can't let this like sort of slide away, right? Like, uh, this also the thing. Like, you know, like Red Dead Redemption Two, it's going to be a massive seller, right? Like, it's it's going to sell. A lot of copies. Uh, and those game the, developers are going to see no royalties from. <laughs> nor royalties from... I think... Ro- they might see bonuses. Online mode. A fucking, a bonus is not a royalty. And no, don't, no, 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 no. Don't, don't try to equate no, I know. I'm, 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 no, I'm, say, I'm just saying, like, the, 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 whole, like, the article uh, mentioned, like, uh, like, game, like they were, the game developers at, at a Rockstar were asked that if people should boycott the game, right? And their response was no. Uh, you should be buying it because our bonuses depend on that. Like they depend on sales, right? Uh, the sales targets. So it's like, but still, bonus is a one-time thing, and royalties are yes, forever. Yes, uh, that's 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 the that's a distinction there. Uh, like sh- like, should you be buying the game? Okay, that's that's a, that's a, people ask this. Like, should I be buying this this video game? Right? Uh, uh, yes. You can buy it if you want to play it. Uh, consider this, though, right? Uh, buy. Well, so I, I mean, but but like, you can do that. But also, you think of it like this, right? Because if you're like, say, for example, when it comes to like Kanye West, don't listen to his music because he a doesn't need more money, and b is has shitty views on a lot of things, right? But when it comes to these games, at the end of the day, if the game doesn't sell, the folks don't get their their bonuses or they get their pay cut. Um, so sticking it to the man in this case is more problematic. It's like, should I shop at Walmart because Walmart's a shitty company? Uh, well, at the end of the day, if you don't shop at Walmart, A, where else are you going to shop? And B, the people who are working at Walmart kind of need that paycheck. So I don't know if a, a full boycott works in that perspective no, instead of no, either pushing for organization or government action. Or if, or if you do, if you don't feel comfortable giving them, giving Rockstar money in this case directly, the only method really, uh, is, is kind of sort of, sort of becoming, uh, a thing that's not gonna be around for much longer, to be honest, is buying a used physical copy for a console, right? Uh, like, or borrowing a physical, like if you, if you have somebody who bought it and they just sell it to you, that's also a thing. Or if you can borrow it from them, like I know GameStop sells used copies, right? Um, that's one thing you could do. That's the, really the only way you can play the game, but not give Rockstar any money, right? I think that's the only feasible way to do that. Like, I don't think there is any other way where you get the game and not pay Rockstar, uh, any money. 
Um, so that's that's our games. Uh, we're we're running long this week, but are we going to continue with the tech ball? Right. Uh, so I think we're uh, we had two stories. One was uh, just that Tim Cook thinks we have stronger privacy laws. I'm actually going to scratch that one because that's pretty self explanatory. But I do believe we need to talk about the Google story. All right. Okay. Let's let's talk about the Google story. Uh, this this week is going to be a longer one because uh, we there's a lot to talk about. To be honest. Uh, so tech politics. Uh, first story uh, is honestly like this was really hard to read. Right. Uh, how. The title of the Google uh, story, this uh, this is a New York Times uh, piece, uh, how Google protected uh, Andy Rubin. Uh, the Google paid uh, Andy Rubin $90 million uh, and praised him, right? And, and they kept silent about the misconduct claim, right, uh, that was made. Uh, against him, right? He left. He left the company in 2014, like October 2014, and they paid him a 90 million dollar exit package, paid in installments of about two million a month for four years. Uh, so, so let's put this in context. Andy yes. Rubin, someone accused him of sexual harassment. The whatever investigative board inside Google decided, yes, that happened. And what happened? he got fired with a golden parachute. And this is coming from Google, uh, protector of all openness, Google. This is coming from Google. We respect everyone's preferences, Google. This is coming from Google. We fund a black girl's code and app camp for girls, Google. I don't know if they fund app camp for girls, but I know they fund some of the other ones coming from Google. We give subsidies for Chromebooks in, you know, diverse neighborhoods for education. Google. This is coming from that company. This is coming from Google who, uh, do you remember on Google Plus what was her name? Amanda Rosenberg. You remember she had to completely delete her Google Plus profile because some story came out that her and Sergey Brin were having an affair a couple years back. I, I don't remember this, but that's okay. yeah, I that one. I I I probably got her name wrong, but there's a whole mess with that, which a bunch of like angry tech people got mad. But then again, this is also tech, and because it is tech, this is where um, no. There's also one inside of GitHub uh, where a woman came forward and said that there was harassment, and she was fired. It's just that there is a whole stream of this happening in tech of people saying this happened. And nothing else, nothing else matters. And the companies are like, well, whatever. We're just going to, f- we'll, we'll just fire the woman who said that, or we'll fire the person, but we'll give them a golden parachute. This is not new. This happens all the time. And it's ridiculous. Um, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's not just like the Andy Rubin thing is the only example of that, right? Like, as you mentioned, there's like, this is, this is not a thing that's even unique to Google, right? This is just like this is just a high profile story that just came out, but like it's 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 happening across the industry, obviously. Uh, and like the the good the New York Times article has multiple examples of multiple women uh, who filed you know claims who had to leave, right? Uh, like it's yeah, like it's. Mm. It's this is this is very bad. This is this is bad. Uh, like so, like like like. What do we say? Like the, the, what happened after this? Like so, uh, there was 
uh, a walkout, right? Uh, this yep. happened. There was a walkout. Uh, it happened a couple of days ago. A bunch of employees run every single Google office. It was at 11 a.m., I believe, the local time there. They would all walk out. And to be fair, uh, Sundar Pichai supported it and said that he was not going to, uh, you know, have that negatively impact anyone as far as he was concerned although culturally google is a mess uh link to many pentagonal episodes where jake for some reason for some reason he does jake does not work at google but jake has like the deets <laughs> like jake has like i don't know how many insiders jake has but jake knows so much yeah um, jake does know and a it's lot. just like this shit is ridiculous this yeah. is not great but the bright side is that there was a walkout and you know what walkout is step one to for to forming a union yes uh well, step one and they also had some demands right uh let me just read them right uh demand number one uh and end to forced arbitration in cases of harassment and discrimination uh arbitration is uh how do I explain this with that? Okay, so arbitration. arbitration. So let's say Discord is a good example because Discord recently yes. changed their terms of service. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, good, yeah. You can now mark chat app Discourse off your bingo card. But Discord <laughs> changed their terms of service to put a forced arbitration clause, which means that, say, for example, Discord does something that you think you can sue them about. You... Uh, Signing up, agreeing to a first arbitration clause, especially like a terms of service, means that you can't sue them, and you have to you have to settle if 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 you ever want to take legal action against them. Yes, you have to go through uh, like an arbitrator, right? You have to go through this arbitration uh, arbitration process, which essentially means you have to pay somebody, right? I think too. Yeah, it's 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 not good. It's it's basically a war corrupt. It's basically a hack of the legal system, right? It's a basically a like a hack. Uh, Number two, a commitment to end pay and opportunity inequality. Uh, number three, a publicly disclosed sexual harassment transparency report. Uh, number four, a clear, uniform, globally inclusive process for reporting sexual misconduct safely and anonymously. Uh, number five, uh, elevate the chief diversity officer to answer directly to the CEO and make recommendations directly to the board of directors in addition appoint an employee representative to the board uh so like those are the demands uh we're gonna be linking to another in what type piece on it uh, obviously uh so yeah this is a start right i mean this this is this is this is a thing that happened this is a start uh I I think that more people should just be quitting Google at this point. Yes. Um. And you might be saying, "Oh, what? Why would you quit your job? What do you mean? They they gotta like pay bills and uh, mm -mm. if you work at Google, if you work at Facebook, if you work at Twitter, you make enough money to live. Like the no one, no one is poor at Google, right? The only people who are poor are probably their custodians and the folks who cook for them, right? Anyone who works in the tech side, anyone who works in like corporate Google and considered full time, you could just quit over this. You can find work anywhere else. Plenty of companies would hire someone who works at Google. Yeah, um, you just, can make yeah. a stronger statement than this. And this isn't the only problem with Google. This is probably the most, uh, I think, disgusting one. But of course, there's been the whole dragonfly issue of Google's secret making a censored search engine for China. Uh, and there's a whole argument there about how all tech companies, Apple included, uh, want to say they love openness and freedom, but then will bend over backwards for censorship and other um, sort of privacy transgressions when it comes to launching in china that's there's a whole thing to be had there there's also google's defense contracts you know that they that they were going to get that whole project maven 
um, issue. Some people did quit over there, I think. Uh, those uh, the Project Maven thing. Yep. Uh, but more more people should be quitting because like you guys can find work somewhere else. Y'all can get a job somewhere else. You work at Google, like maybe you won't be able to afford you know i don't know like spending like two grand on uber every month but oh shit tough <laughs> luck fucking sucks right go work somewhere else work in another part of the country that's that's a that's a, like a low-key burn i think it is it, it's a very it's a very low-key burn because i don't see some some folks might think i get to get angry at tech workers because i don't have that kind of stuff and you know what exactly yes because um my it's it is my my hot take is that no one really needs to make more than like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in in the u.s like at that point like give your money to some gay people you know who are struggling and, and need it more it will do better things than you know buy imported sushi off of like a golden airplane i don't <sighs> I, I this is all bullshit um the sexual harassment stuff is disgusting and I'm glad that people are walking out, but I still think there could be more, there's more to be done. And I won't be happy until I see a full union. And also because uh, I'm friends with Jake, more people quitting Google is kind of fun to see. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Pentagonal episode, uh, which uh, no doubt uh, I'm feeling we're going to be talking about uh, this topic again. Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. Yeah, we just, yeah. uh, I mean, the Senate probes and a bunch of other stuff. I think Google right now, Google is not getting out of the news anytime soon. It is my, my prediction is that most of this year has been Facebook's time to shine as the, um, golden pile of shit that it is. And I feel like Google is next. All right. Uh, and with that, <laughs> I think we're going to wrap up today's, uh, today's episode. Uh, you can always, as always, find the uh, show notes and the episodes at twoshadesofbrown.com. You can email us, uh, contact at twoshadesofbrown.com. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at staticsafe at mastodon.zombocloud.com. And Christian, where can people find you? I can be found at chosefine at tenforward.social. Yep. Uh, and with that, goodbye. Goodbye.